been preaching sermons on, uh, from the jailhouse. I didn't go to jail to get this sermon. I went to the Bible. And I want you to open up your Bibles with me, please, to the book of Acts, Acts of the Holy Ghost, chapter 4. We're going to read verse 1 through 4. However, we're going to be preaching down through this chapter to about verse 31. Amen. Are you there yet? If you don't have a Bible, we do have God's Word always lit up in this church. Praise God for the Word of God. It says, as they spake unto the people, that's um, Peter and John, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, Peter and John, the Sadducees being grieved, they taught that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. They laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now even time. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was five thousand. I want to use for a subject tonight, one night in jail. One night in jail. You say, well, it doesn't say they're in jail. Yes, it does. In verse 3, you spell jail, H-O-L-D. They were, they were in hold. They were in jail. This is the first time, at least recorded, where John and Peter spent the night in jail. Now, they may have spent the night in jail prior to this, but not because they were following and loving Jesus. I don't know the lifestyle of Peter nor John. So, you know, I don't want to speculate. It's possible that they had been in jail before. I don't know. But here, the first time in the Scriptures, Peter and John are put in jail for preaching the gospel. And they were put in jail for one night. And the reason they were put in jail for one night is because they, Peter, according to Acts chapter 3, by the name of Jesus, caused a lame man to leap up and walk for joy, for the lame man was healed in Acts chapter 3. The Bible says that when the lame man was healed, that he went, verse 8 of chapter 3, he leaping up stood, that's when Peter took him by the hand, and said, silver and gold have I none, but get, uh, give I unto thee in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand, the right hand, and lifted him up. Verse 8 says, he leaping up stood, the lame man, walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Now, I always read that verse 8 and thought, well, the lame man was the only one walking and leaping and praising God. But wait a minute. Isn't it possible that Peter and John also were walking and leaping and praising God? We should not say that, that the lame man was the only one turned on for Jesus. We should not say that the lame man was the, was the only one excited about being healed. I believe Peter and John were excited too. And I believe that they all three went walking and leaping and praising God. 
walking and leaping and praising God. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, at least the lame man went walking and leaping and praising God. They did it in the temple. Wow. In the temple, they had church. They didn't know it as church then, but they had synagogue. I mean, they had the moving of the Holy Ghost in the place. And the lame man went walking and leaping and praising God. Because of this incredible miracle, over 40 years, the man had been that way for 40 years, probably a little over 40 years, the scripture says. The lame man for 40 years, how long he was at the gate called Beautiful, I'm not sure, but he was around 40 years of age. No doubt Jesus passed by him many times, going into the golden, through the golden gate, that beautiful gate, and there Jesus didn't heal him. But I believe every time Jesus went by, he, he made a note, your day's coming. I believe every time Jesus walked past that lame man, I believe he said in his heart, your day's coming, buddy. But I'm going to pick the best time and the best way to glorify my Father in heaven. And the best way to glorify my Father in heaven is after I raise from the dead, return to heaven, fill my church with the Holy Ghost, and they'll walk into this gate called Beautiful, and Peter and John, as they walk through that gate, they're going to, by my name, I'm still going to heal him, but I'm going to do it through them, and Peter and John raised him up off of his lameness where he couldn't walk, and Jesus is saying that was the best time. Why was it the best time? 5,000 people got saved over it. Woo! It also was the first time John and Peter got thrown in the slammer. God had a plan. And so the first thing I want to say is they had one night in jail to think it over. One night in jail to think it over. And Peter didn't look at John, and John didn't look at Peter and say, we didn't sign up for this. The Bible says that the Sadducees, the leaders, the priests, and most of the priests were Sadducees in that day. There was Pharisees among the Sanhedrin, but the Sadducees dominated it because of the Roman Empire. And the Sadducees didn't believe anything. They believed in getting their pockets full of change and silver because, I mean, no, if you're dishonest, religion's a good way to make money. But I'm broke. Remember that. Your pastor's broke. But religion is a good way for heisters to fleece God's people and steal money in the name of untold uh, prophecies that are unscriptural. But the Sadducees, they didn't believe in the Resurrection, they didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe in miracles. The Sadducee made up, a few Pharisees among them, made up the highest court in the land of Israel, the Sanhedrin. 71 men sit on the seats of the Sanhedrin. The high priest was a tiebreaker. 35 votes, either way, the high priest was a tiebreaker. However, when it came to Jesus Christ, 
Everybody voted to crucify him except two, Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea. But the Sadducees were furious, verse 2 says, they were grieved that the people were being taught and preached through Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They were upset because they didn't believe in the resurrection. And here these apostles were preaching that Jesus rose again from the dead. And to make it even worse, they didn't believe in the resurrection, and they're preaching that Jesus raised is, is alive and raised again from the dead. They're also preaching they didn't believe in miracles. The Sadducees didn't believe in miracles. And here they are, a lame man is walking and leaping and praising God to the temple that has been healed by the name of Jesus Christ. And so the Sadducees, the priests, the leaders of that day, came upon them and arrested them and put them in jail. It was evening. Verse 3, they put them in hold until the next day, for it was now even time. Howbeit, they couldn't stop 5,000 of them from being born again. The Sadducees couldn't stop 5,000 of them from being born again. Now, Peter and John is in jail, perhaps the first time for preaching Jesus, and they've got a night to think it over. I don't know about you, but if I'd just seen 5,000 people saved, there wouldn't be much to think over. Woo! Glory to God. I could care less that I'm in jail. 5,000 people come to the Lord, and the man is healed that is lame by the majestic power of Christ. Amen. You need to understand, though, that Peter and John were not the only two thrown in jail. Now, this is going to blow your mind. But verse 14 says the lame man was thrown in jail, too. The next morning, they investigated Peter and John, and there the lame man was for questioning. He either spent the night in jail with Peter and John, or he stayed really close to the jailhouse. Amen? I'm going to guess they arrested all three of them, put them in jail, because the lame man is going to be witnesses, and I think they were trying to prove that it was a fraud and it wasn't real. Verse 11 of chapter 3 says, as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John. In other words, the lame man that was healed would not let Peter and John out of his sight. They held on to Peter and John, wouldn't let Peter and John go. Held on to him, hugged him, hugged him, and hugged him. And maybe when they arrested Peter and John, and they began to take Peter and John to jail, maybe the lame man's hanging on to Peter and John, and the leaders are saying, we're taking Peter and John to jail. And the lame man says, well, if you're taking him, I'm going too. Now, you can speculate either way, but the truth is when it came time for questioning the next morning, the lame man was present. Amen? And so they had a night to think it over. And once again, 5,000 people saved. What is there to think over? Amen? A lame man healed, 5,000 saved. What in the world would you think, what is there to think over? 
Now, the next morning, it's time for questioning. After they spend a night in jail, give them time to think it over. You know, the, the Sanhedrin, they're the law of the land, and they want to really scare Peter and John. They want to threaten Peter and John. They want to intimidate Peter and John. But Peter and John was not going to be intimidated. And so they bring Peter and John and the lame man together for questioning. And Peter speaks up. And as he speaks up, he knows what he's talking about. Peter didn't always know what he was talking about. But how many know when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you know what you're talking about? And not only was he filled with the Holy Ghost, he was filled with Jesus Christ. And he knew what he was talking about. Look at verse 5 through 13. It says, and it came to pass on the morning or on the morrow that their rulers, the Sanhedrin, the elders, the scribes, Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John of Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, were gathered together in, at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Wow. Man, they just stuck their foot in it right there. <laughs> I, I, I would say Peter at that moment heard the Holy Ghost say, sick them. Amen? Have you ever heard the Holy Ghost say to you, sick them? Now, this is the same Sanhedrin, the same leaders, Ananias, Annas the prophet, Caiaphas. These are the same people that arrested Jesus and sent him to the cross. This is the same group of people. This is the same Sanhedrin that arrested Jesus and eventually had him crucified on the cross. That same crowd is now trying to intimidate Peter and John. But Peter and John's not going to have it because they just met the master and he's risen from the dead. He ascended back to heaven and he sent back the Holy Ghost in the upper room and they were all baptized in the Holy Ghost. No intimidation to one filled with the Holy Ghost. And so they asked Peter, by what power, by what name have you done this? I love this in verse 8, Peter being filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, the, the Scripture indicates that he wasn't just still filled with the Holy Ghost. The Scripture indicates he was filled with the Holy Ghost at that moment again. See, there's, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost more than once. And the Scripture kind of indicates that when they asked that question, the Holy Ghost said, sick him, and he filled him with the Holy Ghost right there. And Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day be examined for the good deed done unto the impotent man, by what means he is made whole? Are we being condemned? Are we being tried for being good, for healing the sick? Are we being condemned for doing something good? That's what you did to Jesus. But be it known unto you all and all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. 
This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Woo! Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived that he was they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Now, Peter is telling them, you killed the Son of God. Jesus Christ rose again from the grave. He's going to judge you because he's alive and not dead. And not only is Jesus Christ raised from the dead, but he's going to judge you, and he is the rejected stone that the builders rejected. He is the head and cornerstone of the temple of God. He said, not only that, he says, there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. But right there, Peter scorched them. He totally scalded them with the word of God. Amen. Now, he didn't do it to be mean. He just do it because he he just did it because he had he was full of information. I mean, old Christians need to be full of information. I didn't say inflammation. I said information. Holy Ghost power and information of who Jesus Christ really is. And Peter preaches like he is waxing eloquent. Why? Because the Holy Ghost in that same hour has given him what to say, just as Jesus said, when they take you up before courts and magistrates, don't you worry about what you say. In that same hour, God, the Holy Ghost, will give you the words to say. And boy, did Peter say it. Amen. John wasn't saying much. So I take it that John was the amen man. John was doing this. Amen. 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 Preach it, Peter. Amen. Yeah, Peter. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Amen. Preach it. And there was another guy in that room that had been healed that was a lame man. And that lame man was saying, look at me. Woo, I can jump, I can leap. Look at me. Woo, I can walk. Woo, look at me, my legs, my legs work. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me. Now, I didn't intend that to be funny, but it's, you know, the, the truth is, the lame man was, I think, very excited. You were the one walking and leaping and praising God. And, P, and John was going, amen, amen, amen. That's right, over there, amen. Yeah, the one doing this, yep, yep, that's him, amen. And Peter said, you took the Son of God, you crucified him on the cross, he rose again from the dead, you guys are wrong, God sent the Messiah, and his name is Jesus Christ, and no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It is at the name of Jesus the lame man leap for joy. The authority is Jesus. 
The name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, Peter's telling them like it is. He's shucking the corn. John's going, amen, amen. That's right, amen. And the lame man's going, look at me, look at me, woohoo, look at me. Look at me. That's a big good short clip. Yeah. Maybe I ought to settle down. But anyway. <laughs> Verse 13, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Isn't that good? They took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They acknowledged the fact that they were unlearned and ignorant men. What it meant was, as they were saying, they took knowledge that John and Peter hadn't been to seminary. That Peter and John had not been to formal education. Not had his degree in theology. He didn't have his PhD in Judaism. They took knowledge that they were unlearned and ignorant men, meaning they didn't have formal education. But they also realized that these guys had been with Jesus. Amen? Amen. Which one would you rather have? A formal education of three or four years of theology in seminary or college, or three and a half years walking with Jesus. Which one? Jesus in the right hand, theology and the Pharisees and the scribes and the seminary in the left hand. Which one would you want? Woo! Obviously. Peter and John got their education from Jesus Christ got their anointing from Jesus Christ. Amen? Assemblies of God said to me one time, you need more formal education. I said I spent the first 18 years of my life getting away from that stuff. Well, you need to learn about the history. You need to learn about our theological seminary. And I said, no, thank you. If you want to teach me about Jesus, I'm in. But if you're just trying to teach me about tradition, I'm out. Amen. Which one would you pick? Would you pick a formal education or a time with Jesus? Well, I, you know, I, I, I think obviously I'd go for both. Amen. Two scoops of ice cream. Not one. Let me list you a few men that had no formal education. God used men of God in a mighty way who had no formal education. And some of them didn't even have a high school diploma. D.L. Moody. Charles Spurgeon. Hudson Taylor. D. Martin Jones. Lloyd Jones. 
Now, there were educated people in the Bible. Moses, Daniel, and Apostle Paul. Educated men in the years prior to us. Martin Luther, St. Augustine. In our day, Billy Graham. Those were men highly educated. But I give you a list of men that were, did not have formal education. You know what made both of those that had formal education, high education, and those that had, had uh, uh, no, no uh, formal education, they were unlearned? You know what made these men that had the education, these men that didn't have the formal education, you know what made those two men great? Those two people, those two groups of people great? Jesus Christ. They knew Jesus Christ. And they weren't stuck on their education. Apostle Paul said, I count everything I know as dung. If you need an interpretation for that, talk to Judy after the service. Now, the Bible says that Peter was filled with the Holy Ghost at the time that he was questioned. If you want a constant infilling of the Holy Ghost, stay in trouble for Jesus. Some of you, ain't be, some of you haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost for quite some time because you don't need to be. No more than you serve God, no more than you do for God. Why would God waste his energy on you? If you really want to be used of God, get in trouble for Jesus Christ. Go out soul winning. Go tell people about Jesus Christ. Let someone get up in your face. I don't believe that Bible. I don't believe that stuff. And watch how God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Jesus Christ said in the last chapter of Matthew 28, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world or the end of the age. What is he saying? When you go, I go with you. When you preach, I preach with you. When you stand up for me, I stand up with you. I will fill you and touch your life, but you gotta be obedient and go. Oh, man. Number three, the hill man was in jail too. I said that a while ago. He was in jail too. Now, I'll give you the benefit of that if you don't think he was. According to verse 11 of chapter 3, he held, he claimed, he, he hung on to Peter and John in, in Acts 3.11. In Acts 4, verse uh, 14, the, the Sanhedrin was beholding the man which was healed standing with them, and they could say nothing against it. Obviously, he was there the next morning for questioning. So either he was in jail or he stayed close to jail. I think he went to jail with them. Because I think Peter walked into the jail and the guy that was healed, the layman that was healed was hanging on to Peter's leg. 
I'm going in with you. Amen? Now, I'm a little strange, but you don't have to amen right there. But the verse says, 14 says, Beholding the man, the, the Sanhedrin, beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing. Wh what was the lame man doing that was healed? I mean, oh, that rubbed the salt in the Sadducees. Amen? And John was doing, Amen. Amen. That's right. And Peter said, I'm telling you so. And they could not deny that a notable miracle had taken place. They threatened Peter and John. I think they also threatened the lame man. They threatened Peter and John. Verse 15 through 22. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, that's the Sanhedrin, saying, what shall we do to these men? For, what it, for that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifested in all, to all that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it, but that it spread no further among the people, let us straight threaten them that they may speak henceforth to no man in his, this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered, verse 19, answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how to, they might punish them, because the people for all men glorified God for that which was done through them. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. Let's, let's get a good picture of this. What are we going to do with Peter and John? Well, I don't know what we're going to do. We need to threaten them. Don't you ever go out there and preach anymore. Don't you talk about Jesus. See, the Sanhedrin was the law of the land. So they made it against the law for Peter and John to use the name of Jesus or to preach Jesus. So they said to them, but let it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they may henceforth to no man in this name. In other words, they're saying, Peter and John, you got to stop doing this. They, they threatened them. They straightly threatened them. They said, if you don't stop doing this, we're going to throw you in jail. Well, Peter and John just was in jail. Oh, I'm scared. If you don't stop doing this, we're going to, Peter, we're going to hurt your wife. John, we're going we're to hurt you, and we're going to bring damage to you. They threatened 
Peter and John. <laughs> they may have said to the lame man, we're going to break your legs. And the lame man may have said, well, that didn't work anyway. The Lord can fix them again. Now, I'm preaching better than you're responding. They threatened. I believe Peter said to himself, oh, I'm scared. And they called him, commanded him to speak no more and teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter said, you judge whether we should obey God or you. The answer was clear. Silence gripped the room. John's going quietly. And the lame man's going quietly. I'm having too much preaching this tonight. Anyway, and so silence hits the room. Verse 20, for we cannot speak things which we have seen and heard. Peter says, we got to speak what we've seen and heard. So they further threatened them. Now, I'm I'm telling you, no, 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 no. Don't, Don't you do it. And finding nothing, how they might punish them, verse 21, because the people for all men glorified God, 5,000 were saved, actually. Just the men, there's women, too. There could have been as many as seven, 8,000 people saved, or even 10,000, if the men were all married. You say, well, why don't the Bible mention the women? I don't know. Ask God that. Maybe the women didn't want their names mentioned. I don't know. Hello. Now, we come to the next part that I I really love. This part just really thrills my soul. They being let go. They let them go. Now, remember this. Peter and John, first time in jail, probably fourth chapter of Acts. You find them again in jail in the fifth chapter of Acts. And then in jail again in the fifth chapter, Acts, an angel shows up, the angel of the Lord, and leads them out. And every padlock remains in place. The doors are shut. The guards are standing there. And the Peter and John are taken out. And the angel of the Lord said to Peter, go preach this gospel. Go talk about me. And they went straight to the temple. And they're preaching the gospel in the temple. So... The, the Sanhedrin sends people to find uh, and, and bring them before him again. The same crowd, going to talk to him about, you, you didn't obey us, you didn't listen to us. And someone runs in and says, they're not in jail. The doors are shut. The, the soldiers are there. They're gone. Someone else runs behind them and says, they're at the temple preaching. That is good stuff. And being let go, they went to their own company. I like that. And reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said unto them. We're going to read a few verses down to verse 31, and then we'll conclude the message. But you listen to this. This is very important. Verse 24, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth. And the sea and all that is in them is. 
who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord, this is in Psalm 20, 22, and against his Christ. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both her- who thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate uh, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Behold their threatenings. Behold their threatenings and grant unto us servants that with, that with all boldness they may that we may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled again with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. I love this. I love this. Being let go, they go celebrate until the place is shaken down. Being let go, they get out, and Peter says to John, let's go celebrate. And the lame man says, let's go leaping and praising God. Let's go walking and leaping and praising God. And the lame man says, you ain't going without me. I'm going to celebration too. And they go back to their own company. And I believe they went walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God, went back to their own company, and they gathered together with their own company. (laughs) And they celebrated the mighty name of Jesus Christ. They celebrated the great word of God. They celebrated the great power of God. They shouted. They praised God. They worshiped God. They prayed to God. They gave God glory. They said, God... uh, do miracles by your mighty name, Jesus Christ, and, and stretch forth your hand to heal by the young Jesus Christ, the baby Jesus, the sovereign God of the universe, God among us and blessed, and they worship God, and the place was shook. Yeah. Their celebration tore that place up. The place was shaken. Pictures on the wall were crooked. Lanterns were sideways, falling over. Whatever else was standing up was falling apart. But the lame man still standing. And by the way, this is where the lame man was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, start celebrating Jesus. You want to be full of the Spirit of God, start celebrating Jesus. And they celebrated Jesus. They had a party. I mean, there was a party going on. And when it was done, the place was just in shambles because the whole place was shook. And they walked out of that place praising God and giving God glory. I want you to know that when you get in trouble Don't whine and complain. Celebrate Jesus Christ. When something don't go your way, 
Don't complain and cry and, and, and whimper about it. Celebrate Jesus Christ. He's worthy of our praise. When things are going well, he's worthy of our praise. When our pockets are full of money, he's worthy of our praise. When we're, when we're healthy and wealthy and wise, he's worthy of our praise. When our kids are doing well in school, and, and, and he's worthy of our praise. But I want to tell you, he's also worthy in our, of our praise when our boat is full of water. He's worthy of our praise when our body is racked with pain. He's worthy of our praise when our children get kicked out of school. That's something I never understood. Kicked out of school? When I was going to school, they said, if you don't behave, we're going to kick you out of school. And I turned to my friend and said, that's what I want. I don't quite understand this, this stuff. I went home and told Mama. I said, Mama, 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 I heard the greatest news in my life. She said, what did you hear, son? I heard if I don't behave myself, I get kicked out of school. Isn't that wonderful, Grandma? Mom, isn't that wonderful? I get kicked out of school. Mom says, don't you dare do that, boy. You mind yourself. The next morning, I was kicked out of school. But anyway. <laughs> now, I'm not suggesting anything. The kids are in the back. <laughs> Amen. There's a reason why my wife has banned my book from my grandkids. <laughs> Sermon from the jailhouse. They spent the night in jail to think it over. And obviously they passed the test because they decided, well, you know, if I live a life... We have a visitor. And I want to say that visitor isn't very good at playing drums. You need to get out of there and come over here to the piano. Now, if the piano starts packing, I'm leaving the building. <laughs> you just never know what's going to happen, eh, man? I remember one time I was down on the, down on the square, and, and my wife always played the piano, but one night Terry Wilkins slipped in over there, and I'm preaching away, and I said, after service, I'm going to run off with the piano player. <laughs> Terry Wilkins was sitting over there on the piano. He was going, man, I stepped in that. He never did let me forget that. He said, no, you're not running off the piano player. I love Wednesday night. I'm glad that we can get together and get filled with knowledge, wisdom, the grace of God. Don't be so afraid to mention Jesus to your friends. Don't be afraid to mention Jesus to your work colleagues. Don't be afraid to mention Jesus because he'll support you. He'll support you. He will. He'll lift you up. He'll support you. Amen? I was talking about Jesus somewhere. I can't remember where it was. In the store. And the person behind me said, I'm offended. 
And I said, who cares? I know Jesus. He said, that's the problem with people like you. And I said, yep, and there's a lot of people like me. Jesus is Lord. And I just walked out. I did pay for my food. I didn't offer to pay, pay for his. I mean, we'd agree that that's a great message from the jailhouse, Peter and John. You'll never look at this again the same. There's so much riches in the things of God's Word. And when you think about the lame man walking and leaping and praising God, listen, if God does a miracle in your life, He wants you to show it. If God does a miracle in your life, He doesn't want you to go write a book and make money. I know folks that get some big thing happens, so they write a book to make money, you know. That's not what this is all about. You don't bring glory to yourself nor change in your pocket. But if God does a notable miracle, be like that lame man. I mean, don't be ashamed what God has done. Amen? Stand with me. Just says, it's about time. I love Josh. He does such a good job. Such a great job. And you guys are so good to listen to me. Don says, I know it. If you want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, just remember, obey God. Be obedient to God. Do what God tells you to do. And God will give you the filling of the Holy Ghost in your life. If you'll, you see, He empowers you. It isn't a matter of asking. You know, we ask, we receive. I asked and got saved. I asked for the filling of the Holy Ghost, and He gave it to me. God didn't give me a fish or a scorpion or something like that. He gave me exactly what I asked for. But the continuous feeling of the Holy Ghost comes only through obedience. Comes only through serving the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We need some Johns out there right now going, Amen, Amen, Amen. I hope you enjoyed tonight. I've enjoyed preaching it. My question, I guess, would ask you tonight, are you, have you been doing something for the Lord? You need to do something. Even if it's something small, do something for the Lord this week. Pray for someone's salvation. Pray for someone's healing. Send a letter to someone or call someone. Encourage someone. But do something for Jesus. Try to do something for Jesus every day of your life because Jesus does something for you every day of your life. And that's important. Just go ahead.